What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer. And you don't want no part of this shit. An elegant weapon for a more civilized age. Sort of uh, roommates? Exactly, roommates. Yeah, well, maybe you can help me. I'm looking for a friend sure. of mine. Clarence Worley from Detroit. He's traveling with a real pretty girl named Alabama. Oh, yeah, man, I know him. They've been by here. You seen them? Mm-hmm. They stay in here? No, they're staying at the Safari Motor Motel Inn. Safari Motel. Safari Motel? Yeah. How do you know that? I mean, have you been over there? No. Well, they were here, and they said that they were going to go there. And they went. Yeah? Yeah. Safari, Safari Motel. Safari Motel. Uh-huh. Hey, you want to watch some TV or something? They might be back here. No, no, thank you. Thank you. Okay. All right, you take care. I might be back. Yeah. Okay, be cool. You condescend me, man. Kill you, man. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to an elegant weapon, episode seventy. Holy Jesus, 70. We're getting up there, kids. But before we get into it for the evening, please excuse me while I flick my big. It seems like this marijuana is potent. (laughs) (laughs) There we go, kids. Uh, Welcome back. Thank you to everybody who downloaded and enjoyed the Junk Food Lunch Break Pod of Steel. I know the sound was not spectacular, but it was very last minute and impromptu. I know we have announced that upcoming shortly will be the Junk Food Podcast presentation of Spoiler Alert Theater, The Man of Steel session, but I couldn't wait that long to get it off my chest. So we got together uh, with Nemesis Studios, our friend Stan and the Nerdette Phoenix, of course, and uh, Chris Farrell, of all things good and nerdy, was kind enough to pop in at the end. We had some varying opinions. It was a great conversation, and uh, yeah, we just needed to get it out. I needed to podcast about the Man of Steel, so thanks for listening. Now, 
here we are, episode 70. I have talked many times in the past about how lucky I am in this day and age and in this time of geek culture to be living in a place like the greater Toronto area. Um, at a time when geek culture and fanboy enthusiasm is at such a height, to be in an area like this is uh, its a fantastic thing. Uh, the greater Toronto area consists of kind of Toronto, obviously, and uh, surrounding areas. As you all know, I'm in the L5J, which is Clarkson, Ontario, right down in south in Mississauga, which is uh, right next door to uh, the big T-dot. So it's pretty cool because we are ripe with artists around here. It's it's insane the amount of names. I mean, Finch, Ross, Lashley, Bailey, Faybach, Templeton, Stephen Berger, Carrie Nord. It's just it's just insane. Toronto is a very cultured city. Lots of art, lots of museums, lots of great things to soak in. So it just kind of went hand in hand. It'd be a natural place for uh, this this culture to grow. It's also a very, you know, varied multicultural place. So you get a little bit of everything. And uh, it, it, it's a great place to be. Um, of all those names that I just mentioned, there would be one name that I would be remiss to leave off the list. And we are very, very lucky to have this gentleman sitting in to chat with us this evening. Uh, he is a Toronto artist. He is the artist, creator, writer, inker, lover of a book called Stranger. Uh, it's a webcomic. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show Mr. D.A. Bishop. How are you, sir? I'm well. I'm well. And how are you? Uh, I'm doing great, man. I'm very excited to uh, sit down and chat with you. I'm also excited to be sitting down. <laughs> sitting down is a very comfortable place to be, isn't it? It certainly is. Last we spoke, we met at last, uh, it was Toronto Comic-Con. Toronto Comic-Con, yeah. Yeah, which was a couple episodes back there. If anybody wants to go back in the archives and check it out, uh, you know, uh, Mr. Bishop here was kind enough. Uh, we chatted for about 10 minutes or so, and I got yeah. to meet you and uh, your PR individual. I'm sorry, I don't remember his name. Yeah, that was Justin, my buddy Justin. Uh, he's <clears throat> He's a good talker. So he's sort of my sales guy, and he's uh, he's very excellent at chatting people up who come by the table. And, uh, I mean, it sort of helps to have an extra body around the table as well. So it just sort of helps you engage a few more people than just you on your own. Oh, yeah, absolutely. With all that. But he's a good guy, yeah. Yeah, no, he was, you guys were both fantastic guys, but he was a hoot, a funny individual. And, uh, yeah, it's perfect to have a guy like that fucking bringing him in for yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> his wit's a lot sharper than mine. Yeah, I can't imagine doing a con completely by yourself. It's yeah. uh, it's nuts. Uh, Sparkle Girl Jen, uh, we're both friends with there. Yep. And uh, she always girl. brings Sparkle Boy along with her. Right. But uh, she still refuses to leave the table. Yeah. Because <laughs> no one knows her shit as well as she does. So. Well, it's, it's, it's a lot of tension, right? Because... Anything could happen. What if what if somebody you've been waiting to come by and see your stuff comes by at that time? Or what if what if what if? Yeah. Anything could happen, you know. So you gotta grab a bite to eat, you run. You gotta go to the bathroom, you run. It's such chaos too, eh? Uh, like yeah. <laughs> Fan really Expo is. is out of control. You excited about uh, the two buildings set up this year? I am. I I don't have no idea what to expect. It's gonna be it's gonna be nuts. I mean I heard I didn't go last year and I heard last year was really, really crazy. Um, and I guess that sort of sparked the idea of expanding it because it was just so full. You know, they needed more space. And I think that's what they're doing with the whole sports thing now, which makes sense. Yeah, I think they added the sports thing because they kind of had, like, when 
people you got to understand out there when you add like you're they literally are doubling the floorage of fan expo this year that's so true story yeah not only are you able to spread things out a little but you are able to bring in new things so they yeah. are starting the the sports thing which at first you know a lot of people were like what the shit <laughs> like, <laughs> that's right but it's the thing is it's it's fan expo it's for people who are i mean sports people have fans and you know there's a lot of sports enthusiasts who also love comics who also love sci-fi who also love you know picking up controllers and playing halo or whatever you know i mean there's no, there's not really a stereotype anymore. Well, yeah, and it's great too because any of those people who are just kind of pure sports fan, there's nothing wrong with you know opening them up to an experience where they get to see other things going on. Right. You know, and 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 you know it's fan expo, so it's not like there's going to be attitude towards the jocks type thing. No, I think I think everybody's going to be cool, and I'm sure there will be some rough moments, but no more so than there was any other year. Yeah, like last year was. Big and they've been everybody's been saying for a couple of years now they they need to open the other building to it because uh, yeah. the worst was that year that they tried to have it upstairs yeah and all oh, the fire marshals had to yeah. close the door that was we didn't even insane. get in that year yeah that was oh you didn't get in even eh no we couldn't even get in like the people were just locked out um so we didn't even get to check it out I, I didn't have a booth at the time I was just walking around enjoying the sights. Okay, yeah, so. I got I got separated. I I was in, and a bunch of my friends went out for a smoke, and uh, yeah. <laughs> they couldn't get back in, and I mm-hmm. had to leave. I actually didn't mind leaving though; it was so yeah. chaotic. But last <laughs> year was really well ran, but just overblown. You know, like yeah. everybody managed. It was another fantastic year, but just at that point where Saturday's pointless. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, yeah. If they, I mean, adding the sports thing, I think is wise. Because if you go to a trade show, I think it's any trade show, um, you walk up and down the aisles, and eventually all the booths start looking the same. Yeah, You're always going to find the same stuff, you know. And and with in the case of comic shops, there may be some shops that might have something that the other ones don't. Uh, but for the most part, it tends to be more of the same, more of the same, more of the same. But at least this way, there's going to be a lot more variety. I agree with you 100. percent I think uh, I've never I've never thought of looking at like a trade show before. That's really but it is. Great. It completely is. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's uh, I like the feel of it as a trade show. That like if you're new to new to it, it's kind of hard to see the variety in certain things. But when you've been mm-hmm. going for years and you've been getting used to different booths, it's always fun to go and like see the same old merchants peddling their wares. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, at Toronto Comic Con, it was great. I was across the aisle from Steven Berger. Yes. Um, who released his book, Talk, and his stuff is just incredible. Isn't it just, like, mind-blowing? Yeah, it's, he's fantastic. Oh, it, it's... Go check him out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely check out Steven Berger. We've talked about it on the show many times, and yeah. his book, Talk, and uh, Friends of Ours, a podcast, uh, Drunk on Comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, I believe it was, uh, what was the big one? Uh, Motor City Con. Yeah. And down in Detroit there. Yeah. Steven went down for that. Yeah. And I, when I heard he was going, I immediately told those guys, like, I think they were already planned on, on meeting him, but I was just like, do right. not miss Steven Berger. Also a very nice dude, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, you know, I told them, I was like, make sure. And, uh, yeah, they dropped an interview with him in, uh, their first interview set they put out it was smart how they did it they did so many interviews for motor city that they put it into they made four whole different parts out of it yeah 
And, uh, yeah, they had a chat with him as he was also on the last episode, on that last Toronto Comic-Con episode of this. Mm-hmm. But uh, super cool guy. And it's always fun when – because I saw him also um, – I can't remember what con it was. It was just like a Comic-Con, the one they had at uh, – what's the hotel? The uh, the big hotel, the old one. Mm, I don't know. The big famous one, not Royal Alex. I'm wanting to say Royal Alex. but uh, The, uh, the Fairmont? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like just a little weekend one, right? Yeah, and it was really cool because it had a super 70s vibe to it. It was yeah. nothing but comics on, yeah. and artists at their tables, and right, he was right. there. And I got to see he was just working on the pencils, mm-hmm. and none of the dialogue was in or anything yet. And I just saw the pencils, and I was like, oh, my good God. It's Yeah, yeah it's it's amazing stuff, but not to be outdone yourself, sir. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, my God, it, oh, Stranger Five was awesome, dude. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to try it. That's the thing with Stranger is that I like to think it sort of keeps it open for me that I can tell little one shots like that. Oh, it's a brilliant idea. Before we get too into it, why don't you tell people a little about a little bit about Stranger and what we're talking about here? Yeah, I mean, Stranger is my my zombie web comic, which you can find at stranger.reader.com. Uh, it's broken up into the different issues there, so you can read it issue by issue, etc. Um, but it basically follows the story of one man as he wanders through other people's zombie survival stories. So uh, even though he's not always the, the key to action in the books, he's always going to be in the books. And that's the pitch that I'm so used to telling like hundreds and hundreds of times. <laughs> yeah, I just want um, to hear it one more time. <laughs> yeah, but uh, the thing the thing about uh, Strangers that it, telling a story like that just allows me to switch things up and I can tell different sorts of stories and I can tell different uh, angles of the same story if I want. And it's just very liberating. I'm not stuck with the same characters all the time or having to follow the continuity from book to book to book to book. Yeah. That must be so nice to work with because like reading your stuff, man, kids, please. So check, check this out because it's, it's okay. A lot of people. Okay, I'm collecting my thoughts here. Sure, sure. A lot of people <laughs> are, especially on Twitter, and there's so much, you know, getting together of artists and writers and inkers and this and that. Here you are in this field of conglomeration of all these artists and writers getting together and making all this wonderful art. Right in the middle of it, doing it all yourself, man. Yeah. Like. Yeah. But it's not just that, but the level of each, like the artistry and the writing, the level that you're at on each, it's just, it so impresses me, dude. It's unreal. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Thanks. It's, it's, you can tell that, I bet you've got a million stories in notebooks somewhere, do you? (laughs) I just, I doodle everything. Yeah. Like, if I have an idea, I I doodle something for it so I don't forget it. There's never Um, filler with you. You know what I mean? Like every yeah. page counts, every word bubble counts. And what you also like you're talking about this freedom of what you're able to do, you also are able to decide I'm gonna do these next five pages without any dialogue. Yeah. You know, and you're not to the call of what the writer wants to see, you know? Well that when I mean, speaking specifically with issue number one, um, when I started doing it, I actually started putting dialogue in there. And I was thinking about the the situation, and it made absolutely no sense for there to be any dialogue whatsoever, because the guy's by himself. Like, who would we? Why would he talk out loud? It doesn't make any sense. I mean, the man's running for his life. He has no reason to, you know, speak out loud. So 
um, you know, there is dialogue eventually. It's, uh, yeah, but it must be nice. Like you say, that's such a liberating thing, being able to just, you know, decide what you want to do, when you want to do it. And, uh, uh, yeah, people check out Stranger. Amazing comic. It's, uh, so we can bring up uh, the PDF that you sent me as well. Yeah, that's going to be the uh, the new one that's going to be available um, for Fan Expo, actually. It's called Of Stone. And that one, although Stranger is more of a, uh, a horror, this, well, it is a horror. Yeah. <laughs> uh, zombie apocalypse story. Uh, of Stone takes more the, the fantasy angle of things. I, 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 I loved it, dude. <laughs> well, thanks, man. I, know I sound like I'm gushing a little here. <laughs> dude, I absolutely love your work. And this of Stone, I'm so excited to, like, fucking see where this goes. Cause oh, that was I'll make sure I get a copy shit. in your hands then. <laughs> oh, dude, it's out there shit. It was like fucking, once those beast things, what do they call it? How do you say that word? Uh, the verb. I haven't quite figured it out. Uh, uh, Wraith Hounds? <laughs> Wraith Hounds, I think. Okay, Wraith Hounds. I got you. Okay. Yeah, like a silent V. Oh, good lord! Those are some fucking creatures, man. Like, (laughs) yeah, I was trying to think of something like somewhere between a monkey and a cat. Somewhere around there. Yeah, but I like also how you describe how they're part in hell and part not. Like, yeah, like they exist without existing, and yeah, they're these shadow creatures. I just fucking I thought that was super cool, man. So, so you're gonna debut that at Fan Expo, eh? Yeah, so uh, that's a story that I've been waiting to tell for a very long time, um, and I actually previewed it in the back of because when I print when I print these books out for the trade shows and stuff like that, I always try to add a little bit of extra to the the print copies, because with Stranger, I mean it's free on the web. You can go to stranger.reader.com. I can yeah. say that one more time, um, and you can read it for free if you want. But if you're going to come to my booth or you're going to come come to my table and you're going to Give me your money for something that I've, that I've done. You know, I want to try and give you a little bit extra. Nice. So, you know, I'll, I'll add like sketches or whatever uh, in the back of those books. Uh, but for Stranger Number Three, which was the complete silent one, like there's no text in there whatsoever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in the back of that, I put three pages, a uh, little preview for of Stone, and that was like a year ago. Oh, geez. Yeah, so because, I mean, I don't do this full-time. I don't do this for a living. I mean, I just I just do this. Another fucking uh, mind-blowing <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, I have my day job. I have my kids. I have my family, you know, and I, I you take care of that first. But, you know, when the family goes to bed, um, I get up and I'll, I'll draw. Or, you know, I'll get up an hour before everyone else and I'll, I'll draw. And so, I mean, typically I do about a page a week. Which okay. is, you know, a long time, but that's what I can do. Sometimes I can squeeze out two a week. I mean, it depends. Um, so that, the downside is that it's a page a week. <laughs> so, you know, if I'm going to finish a book, it's going to take me six months. <laughs> um, yeah. The upside of that is that gives me a lot of time to really think about the direction that I'm going with it. Um, and it, with uh, with Stranger, one of the interesting things that I did with that was... Uh, between issue number four was actually supposed to be issue number three. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. But I couldn't figure out how to get the characters from A to B. And it was really bugging me because I couldn't think of anything that made sense that I could tell in a short period in order to tell the story that I wanted to tell. So I came up with a completely new issue and that ended up being issue number three. 
So that gets the characters where I want to go. Plus, it tells more of a story. Nice. uh, You're editing issues. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That is freedom, man. That is freedom. So it worked out for me that way. And uh, the whole time, you know, since I started drawing of stone, I just could not wait to finish it. So, um, you know, I finished Stranger Number 5, and Stranger's been... Uh, hasn't been updated for a little while, but that's because I've been focusing on getting a stone done um, and getting it ready for Fan Expo. And what's going to be cool about that is I'm actually going to have a few pinups from some other local artists in the back of it. Ooh. Um, yeah, yeah. So guys like uh, Shane Heron and Adam Gorin and um, Andy Stanley, Keith Gratchow, they're going to do some pinups for me. So if you're fans of the work, you can uh, enjoy it. That is fantastic, man. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's, um, something I wanted to, this is kind of going back, but uh, off sure. topically in a way, was uh, th- your take on zombies Yeah, is, it's got a uniqueness to it. Because uh, there was the one thing that really got me was uh, the one time you're describing how it, there were, they weren't gurring or gargling or like mm-hmm. any of that stuff. But it was like, it was like pus and gas. Yeah. You know, and just, just. From that was from uh, number five. Yeah, right? it, yeah. It, I I just love that those little moments, you know, that you're like, you kind of make it your own. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, going back to what I was saying before, that's what makes sense to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like all the all the growling and yeah, they're kind of monsters, but at the same time, they're like rotting monsters, and I, I don't think their their voices would be anything that we would sort of really. Oh, dude, it brings some creepiness to it. I'm telling you, I read that, yeah. and I was like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, and, and that's the other thing. This is not a good mixture. No, no. So, you know, you you want them, like, gargling and, and like, just these guttural yeah. noises coming from them, you know. And I remember I, I had this idea for – I couldn't figure out how to draw this panel, but there was this, this one zombie that I wanted to draw that was – almost straining its mouth but its mouth was closed and it couldn't open its mouth so it was it was almost moaning but through a closed mouth and it really freaked me out and i didn't end up drawing it but uh you know, just things <laughs> you like scared yourself <laughs> it's not that i scared myself i just couldn't figure out how to do it like okay. do it justice without right. making it come off as, as really dumb but i mean thinking of the idea i i thought that was really scary uh but i just couldn't execute it so i just didn't end up doing it um does that happen often? Are there, do you get stumped a lot? or? I do. I do. Because I draw myself into these corners where, okay, I have to draw this. and I mean, being my, my own writer, I can set myself up for things that I know how to draw. Right. Which is kind of a cheat sometimes because it helps you be safe. I mean, right now I'm working on uh, another book with a writer, Ricky Lima. Um, we did this short story called Deep Sea together, this little eight-page thing. Um, and now we're going to be doing a whole, um, a whole graphic novel around it. Oh, yeah? So, so I've started working on that now that I've finished of Stone. Um, and what's exciting about working with Ricky is that he's already written the story. So he's basically set up the scenarios and what's going to be drawn for the most part. Um so what's challenging about that for me is that he's written in stuff there that I've never drawn before. So it's exciting for me because I can't figure out how to draw it until I do it. 
so I mean, there's going to be some frustrating times, but at the same time, it's it's a learning process as well. Yeah, well, you're finally in a position where you've set yourself up to like get pushed a little harder. Is that weird for you yeah. to be drawing somebody else's words and stuff? Um, it was at first, but the thing about Ricky is he's a really great guy, um, and you know he does. He also uh, just released a book with Shane Heron, who's doing the pinup for Of Stone, uh, called Black Hole Hunters Club, which is really awesome. And if you see it in your local comic shop, you should pick it up because I know it's at Stadium Comics in Brampton. Um, here I am pushing other people's work, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. but it's good. It's worth checking out. Um, comic Book Lounge in Toronto and uh, Paradise Comics, I think. Okay, talk but, to me for a minute about the Comic Book Lounge. Yeah. I myself, uh, being in Mississauga, and uh, like you know, s- same like you say, like not that I in any way would ever compare fucking podcasting, sitting here talking, like compared to like what you do in your spare time. Yeah. But I do know what it's like to like you know have to put time into editing and this and that. But I have another career and a family, yep. and yep. you know it's it's a lot of work. So is you don't have that time to take those risks to push yourself. Yeah. You know, but it's also you know you have this whole other thing that you've built that you got to protect as well. You know what I mean? But it's it's something you love doing, so yeah, you do it. Yeah. So I don't get a lot of time to do a lot of the things that I would love to do, and hence I have not yet had a chance to ever visit the comic book lounge. Mm-hmm. But uh, it sounds like good times. Um, it's a really great shop, and there's some really nice people, and they're also very active in the in the community. Seems that way, you know. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, I did the um, I did the 12 hour comic marathon back in April. There. What's that? Um, it's really cool. Basically, Scott McCloud um, has arranged this uh, in Oct- every October. There's a 24 hour comic marathon, and that's basically get together and you commit to doing 24 pages in 24 hours. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's pretty hardcore. Um, but what the comic book lounge is, uh, what the comic book lounge does is they do, they do that, but they also break it up over the course of the year. They also do, uh, several other 12 hour comic book marathons. So 12 pages, 12 hours. Wow. Um, but you, you just sit there with a bunch of other artists, a bunch of other writers, and you just hustle your ass off, and you sit there. And you, it's an opportunity to just sort of hang out and meet other people and talk to are other you, people. Are you doing your own book in like 24 pages, or are you kind of mixing with people's work and congl- you know? You decide that beforehand. You know, if you have a okay. writer, or if you have an, if you're a writer and you have an artist, you get together and you do it there. Or if you're gonna fly solo, you know, you just do it there. Yeah. You know, there are a lot of guys. When I did mine, I did a book called squirrels. Um, and I had the idea beforehand and I roughed it out beforehand and I showed up there and I just went for it. But there were guys that showed up and they had no idea what they were going to do. <laughs> awesome. and, and it was amazing to watch these guys, guys like uh, Jeff Longstreet and uh, Chris, um, oh, what's his name? I sat right beside him. Hold on. Give me one second. Cause I'm going to find out. <laughs> He ain't letting this one go. Oh, no. <laughs> they also, Steven Berger had his uh, release party there too, I believe, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. Well, they're a really indie-friendly shop, Yeah. which is which is nice for guys like us, I think. Is it loungy at all? Do they have any couches? They do. Oh, that's, oh, they I got to go. And they have, I got to uh, go. <laughs> Where a, is it? A, um, it's right at College Street, College and just east of Clinton okay. on the south side. It's on, a, on the second floor. Um, they also have a resident artist, uh, Christopher Yao, who's just incredible. Dude's just incredible if you get a chance to check his stuff out. So you born and raised in Toronto? Grew up in Toronto? 
Uh, born in Montreal, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so I uh, spent some quality time in Brampton, then moved to Toronto. Now I'm east of Toronto because I just didn't want to raise my kids in Toronto. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear that. I had to... It's I, expensive. Oh, my goodness. It's the madness for me. Like, yeah. it's such a chaotic city. It's It's so out of control with the with the but they can't turn left for like ever for like seven to nine and there's just <laughs> yeah. construction everywhere and taxis yeah. flying at you and uh see man i lived downtown for 20 years and i loved it i love being able to sort of wake up and you know head down to queen street and go to a shop on queen street and get a coffee or <clears throat> because there's a lot of great shops that are sort of on the west end of queen street um but in the 20 years I lived downtown, you know, it just started becoming more and more gentrified. And we were living, we were living in a in an upcoming neighborhood that still had a little bit of sketchiness to it. Um, and there was just a little bit too much sketchiness for my wife and I to decide, you know, well, I don't think we're going to raise our kids around this. So yeah. we, we decided we want a backyard, you know, we want somewhere that they can, you know, play on the street if they want. Yeah, somewhere where there's grass. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the grass is the bane of my existence, man. I'm, I'm turned into one of those people that really wants a really good lawn because all it is is weeds right now. My neighbor gave me a really great hint. She said, uh, "You just mow your lawn and it makes it look like it's green." Yeah, that's pretty much all you can do. <laughs> yeah. It's nice though. It's uh, it's weird. My perspective. I'm actually an arborist. Oh yeah, yeah. And my perspective is actually. It's a good thing when I see weed. It's like natural, right? It's good yeah. for the environment and the cycle yep. of everything. So everyone hates it so much. But in my mind, I'm like, we're going native again. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Which is fucking, I think it's awesome. <laughs> oh, we have, we have a cherry tree in our backyard, which is awesome. But it's on its last leg, so it's making me a little bit sad. Oh, yeah. That, that happens. They, yeah. they, they kind of have an expiry date. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're not well real- for a couple of years. A couple of years we didn't get uh, we didn't get cherries, but this year it looks like we may have a few. So it might be last ditch effort from the tree. Nice, your last your last chance at homemade cherry pie. <laughs> yeah, I mean we're not going to grow a cherry tree downtown Toronto. That's for sure. <laughs> no, definitely not. And I like I like it out here in Mississauga. I'm totally like a suburban kid. Yeah, and you're down in Clarkson, you said, right? Yeah, down in Clarkson. I grew up in St. Catharines. So I moved yep. to Clarkson when I was like nine or ten. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just been. Uh, Doing it out here, it's great though. Like, cause I work in Clarkson, I live mm-hmm. in Clarkson, I love Clarkson. Dude, that's good. Yeah, uh... I was just down there a couple weeks ago, actually. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. I passed by. Um, uh, there's a, another show that I did a little thing on, and we just drove through, and there's just this pretty little strip. It's this great little strip of town where they, they have all these wonderful little shops. I don't even remember what that was. I think it was just on the lakeshore. Okay, yeah. There's a few little spots like that on lakeshore. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's nice down there. Yeah, that's uh, down in Clarkson, on right in the lakeshore is where my LCS is, Altered States Comics. Yep. And uh, it's awesome because, you know, it's right in that little nice little part of town there. And uh, mm-hmm. it's just a nice cozy little shop, you know. It's nothing yeah. too exciting, but it's just two perfect comic book brother dudes who well, are amazing. like, yeah, who just have like you know an encyclopedic knowledge of everything. <laughs> yeah, fantastic. Yeah, it's uh, we've done a few shows from there. It's uh, 
it's it's good times indeed. I'm really excited for Fan Expo, man. I always think it's cool how Fan Expo kind of gets to close out the season. Yep. You know, and then uh, it kind of you get your October. You know, I think New York City or New York Comic Con's in October. I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you get a little break in there, but I I, I always feel bad talking to it because I'll be talking about how lucky we are to have just like a, a huge amount of Comic Cons that go on in this area. Yeah, and I forget that I'm talking to certain friends who are in places where they have to leave their state to like yeah. find a comic shop. <laughs> yeah, such a bummer. Yeah, it's a sad thing. Have you been to the new uh, Silver Snail yet? Uh, I popped by there once. Yeah. Is it looking nice? Is it a yeah, good move? Yeah, it's pretty nice in there. It's pretty nice in there. I hear they have a little coffee shop and stuff, which oh. is nice. Yeah, that's totally cool. Yeah, at least see, like we got la- comic lounges and comic coffee shops, and <laughs> well, I mean, uh, they have to, the shops need to really sort of bring their A game when it comes to bringing in customers because people can just go online and they can buy stuff digitally if they want. Um, you yep. know, so it really comes down to the shop and the personality of the shop to bring the people in, you know, give the people the reason to come. So you know, if they can come in and sit down, have a cup of coffee, and read a book, why not? Um, you know, if they can come in and they can play, you know, play around magic or whatever they're going to do, play some card games, play some role-playing games or whatever, why not? Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. And it's because, well, there's a lot of university students in uh, Toronto too, you know, so mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a perfect mix there. Yeah. Uh, you speak of magic, there's a shop in Oakville just uh, that just moved and... Uh, <laughs> they just opened a new uh show. what is it the comic connection okay i think it's called i may be wrong i'm sorry but if uh whatever they just moved and opened up a really nice shop it's all you know comics and toys in the front but then they have a back that would have been i guess the warehouse of the building yeah but they have opened it up and they've got all shelves all along the walls that are just long box after long box but then they've got maybe you know uh, it was probably like 20 tables, long, long, like brown wooden tables. Yeah. All set up. And I guess they have like nightly magic tournaments and yeah. Pokemon tournaments. And like... Oh, that's cool. That's cool. That's like my, my local shop here, Heroic Dreams. Um, shout out, Heroic Dreams. What's yes. up? <laughs> um, you know, they have a really strong uh, uh, card gaming um, clientele. You know, and so they they have Pokemon tournaments, they have Magic tournaments, they have uh, Hero Clicks is another one I think. You know, so a lot of their focus is on is on the gaming aspect. You know, but they're also building a community through that. So, yeah, it's a great time to be a nerd. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> it's sweet. Were you into zombies a lot like growing up? Like, uh, oh yeah, yes. yeah, 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 big oh, horror absolutely. guy. No, I. Return of the Living Dead and Dawn of the Dead, I think, were some of the first zombie movies I saw, and they just blew my mind. I just they were they were just fantastic. And then I think I was probably eighteen when I watched the original Night of, Night of the Living Dead, and uh, I remember I was in the house alone, and that really freaked me out. That, <laughs> that movie really freaks me out. And then, you know, by the end of it, you're watching it. It's like you, I'm used to the movies where the good guys win. Yeah, and <laughs> And it was just like this, this surreal twist when it's like, but you know, he worked so hard. How could this have happened? <laughs> and uh, it was just really, really good. Yeah, I felt the same way. I remember seeing that the first time, being like, but what? The and the effects were so good. Yeah. 
you know what I mean? It was just really creepy, and the soundtrack was fantastic, and it was just a near-perfect movie. Yeah, pretty much. Mm. And, you know, but I, when I was a kid, man, Thriller fucking scared the shit out of me. Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. There's fucking scenes in Thriller, man. There's, like, that's some high quality, like, I think it was, was it uh, Stan Winston? No, it was... I can't remember who it was who did the effects for that movie, but yeah. Rick Baker, maybe. It was the same guy who did uh, American Werewolf in London, I think. Okay. I can't remember, but either way, it was uh, it was amazing. It was fucking some scary-ass shit, man, when you're a kid. and yeah. I remember it took watching the making of Thriller to make me like cool with it, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I could actually watch the movie. But uh, I got into zombies late. I wasn't big into horror. I'm still not a big horror guy. I'm a big zombie guy. I love like apocalypse shit, whether there's zombies there or not, but zombies are a nice add-in. Like the road? Yeah, yeah, completely. Like fucking uh, even Book of Eli. Like I thought that was amazing. Like I I love that fucking shit. Yeah. Throw zombies in there. That's just fucking an awesome threat to have, you know? Yep. But uh, it wasn't until Zack Snyder, my hero boy, (laughs) and uh, his remake of Dawn of the Dead that I was like, Wow. Like that movie just impressed the shit out of me. I, see, I loved I loved the original Dawn of the Dead, but I also loved the the remake. I thought the remake was fantastic. It, you know, it paid the right amount of homage to the the original, but um, it was its own movie. It was it was a literal like took the old one at a time and kind of moved it to now, but with you know, a little bit of flavor. But yeah, I, they're both great, and I agree. Yeah, it was very. I think he's great at being complimentary. Did you see Man, Man of Steel? No, not yet. That's a must-see for me. That's a must-see for me. Yeah, I'm not going to say another word, then it's uh, it's special. But, uh, (laughs) you know, it's uh, it's good times, Mr. Bishop. It was an absolute pleasure. Uh, It was an absolute pleasure being here. Thank you for having me. Um, Everybody, please go to Fan Expo and meet this individual and meet Justin, right? Yep. Yeah, meet Justin, shake their hands, buy we'll be their talking comic to off for sure. Yeah, um, why don't you tell the people whereabouts uh, they can find all your stuff and you on the Twitters and stuff. Yes, uh, at Renerd, R-E-N-E-R-D, on Twitter, uh, facebook.com slash Renerd, um, stranger.renerd.com. Uh, if you're going to Fan Expo, you can visit me at uh, A313, I believe is the table in Artist Alley. Um, all over the internet. Um, people, seriously, it's you got to check this shit out. I love it. I'm so proud that you're a homegrown boy, and uh, you know you're you're churning this stuff out. So this guy's working hard. This guy has a job other than making this beautiful art. He's got children and a family to take care of, and you won't believe with all that what he's actually busting out so thank you it was an absolute honor to have you on the show tonight man uh, really really appreciate it thank you kindly sir and we're definitely going to hook up for another live chat at uh, Fan Expo this oh, year oh fantastic yeah so uh, definitely good times so kids everybody please check all that stuff out thank you for tuning in again as always we greatly appreciate all the love and listening that you give to this show Ladies and gentlemen, that's it this week. Take it easy.
Jesus.